tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. A beautiful day in the neighborhood, right? Ah, uh, thunderstorms today in our Is area. Really yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was nice yeah. yesterday. It was gorgeous yesterday. Because I had a yeah. I had an eye appointment yesterday. Took the Miata. Yeah. Top, oh, really? Yeah, top down, wow. driving all over the place. Got you know, sunburned. Right. Just, <laughs> just to say, Mark has this Miata up on blocks for a couple of years. He takes the engine out, takes the transmission. I mean, the dude has taken this car apart and put it back together and driving it. Now, see, I would put it back together, and if it started, I'd be like, oh, good. And I drive around the neighborhood. It doesn't and need I would those extra parts over there, year. does it? <laughs> no, it drove around the block. I'm good. You know, that's, right, that's how yeah. it would be. So, good gravy, man. So, congratulations to have the guts to drive that. And, you know, it's not like Jane's. You know, at home, he can pick you up when the car dies. Right. He's at work. You're right. stuck. Yeah. Well, to wow. be fair, I didn't take the engine out. It was just the transmission. Transmission. Oh, just drive the tra- I'm yeah. sorry. Just but, the transmission. <laughs> but like our friend Mike, uh, Mike, our buddy Mike Eccles, who can who can work on anything mechanical, well, the way he told me was it's, uh, it's a lot like uh, a jigsaw puzzle, only you start with the puzzle together. You know, so you know how it's supposed to go back together. And right. uh, so... I dove into it and sure enough, that's the way it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just remember where everything goes back. You just do. It's just, wow. you know, so, and, and it's big pieces. It's not little bitty things you're having to remember. Where does this little, what would it, it, it plugs into mm-hmm. something and it's got a screw hole and, but I don't know where it goes. It's not right. like that, you know? <laughs> so wow. it's, it's really not all that complicated. It really isn't. It's just, <laughs> it's just kind of intimidating to, to crawl up under something that weighs, you know, close to a ton that's held up by four, four little jack stands <laughs> on your garage floor, thinking the whole time, you know, if I push this too hard, I'm a pancake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's really the biggest part of it. And then, okay. you know, and then having oil spilled all over you when you pull something apart that you should have drained beforehand, right. you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so things you learn later, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody knows what gets oil stains out of concrete, I mean, really does, <laughs> email me because I got a bunch of it. <laughs> radio.fm the mark and mac show you're giving me a mr mom comment right before we went on the air man you didn't know i'd catch that did you yeah i thought you oh, would you okay. we were talking about something and you said yeah well whatever works let's go and the first thing that came to my mind was yeah 220 230 and it's a funny movie it is a funny movie yeah it's funny mr michael keaton he's one of these guys that he had a number of different Movies that were hits before he became big, yes. you know, as yes. a star, as a movie star. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was just funny because they're all kind of silly, kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then he became the Batman, you know, yeah. and yeah. that's why, if you remember, people lost their cookies over Michael Keaton, yes. as Batman. Yeah. The of comedy all acting? the actors yeah. you could choose from. Yeah. The Beetlejuice is going to be Batman. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah. And it ended up being pretty good, you know? It, yeah, it was. It really was. Another one that uh, came to mind just now was Multiplicity, where he clones okay. himself. Yeah, I never saw that movie. Never did. It was nope. funny. Really. <laughs> and the thing is, that when you the thing is, he says at some point, 
Well, you don't ever want to clone a clone because you know, whenever you make a copy of a copy, it's always blurrier. Right. And one of the clones clones himself and he's the dumb one. <laughs> well, of course he is. Okay. It's a funny movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to see after Batman, you know, for a couple of years after he did those, he did some movies that were like, um, like clean and sober, really mm-hmm. kind of dark, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, it was just the time of my life at that time when he was doing those that I really wasn't hip to it. Yeah. And then years later, you know, he does like, uh, what was that? The Birdman? Um, yeah. He did that movie. I haven't seen that one, but in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. Yeah. He was great as the villain. He was, he is a great villain. Michael hmm. Keaton is. Yeah. I don't I didn't see that one. Oh, you but should. Yeah. The thing is, is that um, it was like he, he started doing these. It was like he was gone for a while. You mm-hmm. know, he didn't do anything. And then all of a sudden he shows up in The Other Guys. Yeah. Which, uh, the um mark Wahlberg, uh will ferrell movie and he's their boss and it's it's a small part it's not a real big part mm-hmm. but it's funny just every <laughs> scene he's in he steals it and you're like look if you're an actor and you're stealing scenes from will ferrell and oh, yeah. mark Wahlberg, yeah who both mark Wahlberg is amazingly mm-hmm. uh, as a comic <laughs> actor he's got great timing yeah and it's like, and Michael Keaton is stealing everything. I mean, it's like these guys went after they got done with the scene, they went to the bathroom to make sure they still had underwear. He stole everything. <laughs> and so it's like, then, you know, over time, then he was in founder uh, TV. It was on Netflix about uh, Ray Kroc and the mm-hmm. McDonald's yeah. thing. And he was brilliant in that. I really enjoyed it. I was like, wow, he carries a whole movie again. It was just really cool to see. Mm. And I don't know how we ended up going from you making a comment about your eyeballs during the music to us on Michael Keaton, but this is going to be a weird day. Life radio FM. It's the Mark and Mac show. Just kind of cruising along, singing a song side by side. Oh, wrong Thank one for that. Oh, pick one. Wow. <laughs> I think I got PTSD when I hear the other one, man. <laughs> Oh, that one. All right, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm changing mine. That's it. I'm, I, you know what? I'm going to use, you know what sound I want to use that would really be bad? Oh, the no. one that my mom would hate? Yeah. Yeah. All right. 89-year-old Japanese man named world's oldest surfer. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine an 89-year-old Japanese man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, they come in all shapes, sizes, and nationalities, you know. What is that? It's a major award. Oh, no. Shucks, I wouldn't know, Dad. It looks like a lamb. An 89-year-old Japanese surfer who's been practicing his hobby for under a decade was named the world's oldest person to surf by Guinness World Records. Saichi Sano was 88 years and 288 days old when Guinness World Records verified he rode the waves on July 8th of last year. Sano said he was inspired to take up surfing shortly after he climbed Mount Fuji at the age of 80. He, uh, he said, uh, I work with a bank manager who was, has a really tanned skin. I thought maybe he's, he's a golfer, but when I asked him, he whispered to me, I surf. Hmm. <laughs> Sano went uh, surfing for the first time three days later. He was instantly hooked and now surfs year round. He says, people tell me surfing's dangerous, but I had far more scary moments in a car than on a surfboard. He said he had a a system to make sure learning didn't leave him frustrated. He says, you do it for three days, then you take a break and you do it again for three days and so on. If you go into new things with a mindset that you don't have to continue trying forever, I think most people actually continue for a very long time. Wow. Wow. You know, he's actually really right. Yeah, he you is. Know? Yeah. 
it's funny how people think, oddly enough, that they'll go out on a surfboard or whatever and think, I should be able to do this in my first day and be ready to surf the Hawaii Five-O opening pipeline, you know, <laughs> yeah. within a week. And it's like it's just like playing the guitar. You know, you don't pick up a guitar and just start playing. Mm -mm. You you play until your fingers bleed, and then you let them heal, and you play some more. Mm -hmm. That's how you get good at it. It's how you get good at anything. You yeah. just have to keep doing it. And in the meantime, you are going to embarrass yourself. But, you know, the people who know, people who know whatever it is you're trying to do, they're not going to make fun. They're not going to laugh because they know what you're going through and they know what your goal is. So mm. there you have it. Stick to it. And I, you know what, at 89 years old, I hope I'm still living alone, you know, on my own. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that I can go to the bathroom on my, at 89, <laughs> I hope I'm still, you know, breathing. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark as things have changed over time uh we've gone from from the standpoint of what you and i have been through with radio and being on stage at like concerts and things yeah one of the biggest changes okay has been digital the the digitization of everything it seems mm, but yeah. from an audio standpoint when bands would play they would have one set of speakers pointing towards the audience and then they had other speakers that were wedges at the bottom of this uh, on the on the stage floor pointing back at them oh. and angling up so they could hear yeah, that what was going on with the band. That and well, side fills in the wings yeah. facing in. Yeah. And now they have earbuds, yeah. you know, and it's like they hear everything in their earbuds. And mm. it's so different. You know, when you go on a stage now and you're looking around going, hey, where, <laughs> where are the, the monitors? monitors? Yeah, <laughs> nope, they got them in their ear. Yeah. And, you know. It's because we've been around that stuff, you know, and, and it's really cool mm -hmm. that we pay attention. Well, there's other things, too, that have happened that a lot of us that are in our age group, we know what it is when somebody says, hey, let me show you my, let me show you these pictures. Uh, they're in my photo album, you know? Right. And you pull yeah. them up, you know, and you start showing, oh, yeah, this is the, <laughs> I remember when Dave was eight, he got a Cocoa Puff shoved up his nose. There right. it is. Yeah, there's yeah. a picture right there. Yeah. And, uh, and now it's like a Washington Post columnist wrote an article about, going to target and mm -hmm. asking about getting a photo album. Right. Yeah. She, uh, she her name is uh, Monica Hess and she was at target. She says, I'm, I'm trying to buy a photo album. I asked where they might be worker. Didn't know what a photo album was. How I is said, that possible? It's a place you keep pictures. So he sends me to the tech aisle. <laughs> I assume I, he assumed I wanted memory to store more pictures on my phone. I am 1 billion years old. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, in response, some commenters theorized the product might not be sold in Target. Others wondered if the confusion came down to the employee's age. One of them said, this tweet made me grow five new gray hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else commented, come back towards the pens, notebooks, and art supplies. Poor little cyber kid. Wow. But, I mean, it's true. that We have a generation of people now in the workforce who has no idea what a photo album is. And, right. and it's funny that, that I haven't thought about photo albums for a long time because I carry it in my pocket. Right. right. But it, there's a thing on there that says photo album, you know, uh -huh. a lot of some different apps, but they're still called the same thing. Where do you find your photos in your photo album on your phone? Mm -hmm. Exactly. But you go to your grandma's house. She's got these big books full of pictures. Uh, Mark, now you've gone from preaching to peddling because <laughs> we were breaking one of these out last night. LaDonna was showing me all yeah. of these pictures, and I'm like, why are you doing that? Just can't you text me? You know, <laughs> I don't.
PetLifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And you know, Mark, I meant to tell you this yesterday, but totally forgot. We, LaDonna and I, actually started watching American Idol. Um, haven't watched it in forever because ever since I, when we unplugged, you know, from having cable and, mm-hmm. and all that and, you know, went the whole smart TV route, um, which I'm going to tell you what, Mark, I know that it, <laughs> that our cable bills were really high and all that, but I had one remote, you know, that <laughs> would start at channel two or three, you know, and go up to whatever channel, you know? Right, yeah. And when I wanted to record something, it was right there and I just recorded it. When I wanted to watch it, I went back to it. And when it had commercials, I would fast forward through them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, fa- you know, the, the fast forwarding and rewinding on digital is different, you know, on the, uh, when you're streaming everything. And so it now is to the point where do we have the app? Do we have that channel? You know, mm. because you want, you have back in the day, all the networks put their money in their networks, you know, and they had like ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, whatever. And then you had some cable networks, right? Right. Yeah. But now they all have like Paramount, Paramount plus paramount universal paramount <laughs> black and white paramount color Par- you know and it's like but i want to watch this show and right. it should be on regular paramount oh wait a minute i don't have the app for paramount you know and so i think That's i spend another way more money now. a month yes right i think i'm spending way more money now than yes. i was before but yeah. for the thing is you can't go back because if i go back i'm gonna lose out on mm. seeing things that you have to anyway yeah bottom line is we I haven't watched much network television. Just haven't. Yeah, because I'm watching other things. Yeah. And what is really weird is like American Idol, that was one of those shows we watched, you know, back in the day. Um and then, you know, after a while you just kinda get burned on it, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. And um so anyway, haven't watched in a while and, and I think LaDonna, her new favorite place is Hulu. She loves Hulu. Yeah. And she got a deal on it for like a dollar ninety nine, right? Yeah. And she, so the other day she's in there laughing and I'm like, what is she doing? You know? And I go in the bedroom, she's doing laundry, but she's watching American Idol auditions and it's Lionel Richie, Katy Perry and Luke Bryan. And I, she got me hooked on it. It took about five minutes and I was hooked. Uh-huh. I'm like, Oh my, I'm into these people's stories, their backstory, their grandma, me, whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. cause they all have a story and the really horrible ones aren't like over there's not too many of the really bad ones because they don't do that anymore really apparently which that was the train wreck was what i always wanted to watch <laughs> in training auditions but yeah that was always a lot of fun yeah and they've changed a few things you know over the years because well it went from fox canceled it and abc picked it up but anyway i just thought i'd tell you that I, what was the last do you remember the last year you watched american idol uh it had to have been one of the years where we had a stake you know Oh, okay. Like, like Ruben or yeah. Or what's his face? I can't remember the other oh, yeah. name. Yeah. Bo. Yeah. Bo Bice. Yeah. It had to have been one of those years because I honestly, I just didn't feel like investing that much in it. And it was, yeah. it was one of those things that we, we talked about it every day, you know, yeah. there would be oh, an yeah. episode and we'd talk about it the next yep. day. So it was show material. So I, we oh, watched yeah. it and, and, um, beyond that, it was like, eh, eh. let's see. Uh, Cat McPhee. That that year might have been the last year that I watched. That was with the uh, silver-haired fox. Yeah, that um, would have been. Yeah, uh, what's his? <laughs> isn't that funny? Now that wow. neither one of us can remember his name, and he's from Birmingham, and he does he still does appearances. I see him, you know, like so and so. This guy's going to be out at our place, you know. Right. Oh wow! Played the harmonica. Uh, yeah. Anyway, 
but that would have been the last year. And and again, there's that Birmingham tie. That's the us having a stake in it again. So that Man. I think that would have been the last year that I watched it. And uh, it just it just didn't hold that much for me. I guess if there wasn't wow. something, you know, like I said, if we didn't have a dog in the race or a, a <laughs> right, and, and I wasn't interested in it. Wow. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's so funny because I'm trying to, to remember when, you know, and I, I was, that's what we were talking about, but the last one LaDonna and I actually watched, um, a lot of shows was when Scotty McCreary won. And the, the reason was Scotty McCreary actually, um, grew up where I went to high school and he's friends with uh, my, my son, Andrew is named after my best buddy in high school and college, you know, and he grew, he actually was in their theater program. They watched him grow up, you know, from like six years old. And here he is and he won American Idol. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was cool. And my buddy actually emceed the homecoming concert, you know, yeah. like when they, yeah, well, you know, remember they, they always, uh, the, the week they had the final three, they would send them back home yes. and they would have a big event. Yes, and like yes. you mentioned, Cat McPhee, because who was the guy you said his name a second ago that won from Birmingham? Uh, oh, uh, like Ruben, Ruben stuff. No, silver haired guy. Oh, him, uh, um, Taylor Hicks. Uh, thank you. Yeah. When I Taylor Hicks did yeah. his, he was at the Hoover Met with 10,000 people. Wow. You know? Yeah. It was crazy. Or not the Met, but at the mall, the, yeah. the huge mall, uh, the Galleria. The Galleria, yeah. And thousands of people, right? And Cat McPhee, meanwhile, being from Southern California, yeah. people don't care. Out there, they have yeah. real celebrities. <laughs> I remember okay? this, yes. And they had to do like a pep rally at her the high school she went to back yeah. in the day. <laughs> and the kids didn't know, didn't care because right, half yeah. of them are actors and actresses trying to make it. Yeah, and so here's Kat McPhee. Oh, she yeah. graduated, aren't you? And nobody knew who she was. They're right. like, ah, big deal. Yeah. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing, you know? But anyway, we watched it and I will tell you that, um, it hasn't changed except Ryan looks a little bit older. Hmm. Um, and, uh, let me think what else. Yeah, that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> Didn't miss much over the last 20 years, Mark. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, yes. it says 15-foot tall red spoon mm-hmm. stolen. Now, we have the world's biggest chair in Aniston, Alabama. The, you know, I, I'm wondering... Have they now built the world's biggest table somewhere and we're going to be serving food? What's going on with this? Sitting on one corner of it is the world's largest ball of twine. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, police, police reached out to the public for help in locating three suspects involving involved in stealing a 15 foot tall red spoon from a Phoenix area. Dairy queen. Uh, Pooja Kalra says we were kind of upset, but then puzzled, more puzzled. She and her husband, Raman, the owners of the restaurant said the thieves were very precise in the spoon's removal, ensuring the decorative piece wasn't damaged. They said uh, having another spoon made, delivered, and installed would cost them about seven or over seven thousand um, <laughs> dollars. The um, the police say these people will stand out if you're driving down the street and see a giant red spoon hanging out of somebody's truck or in their garage. Definitely contact Silent Witness. Now, the Silent Witness is a nonprofit program in the Metro Phoenix area aimed at uh, providing an anonymous means of delivering information to the cops on non drug felony crimes. Okay. It is That's considered cool. a felony theft, though, because of the oh, value yeah. of the spoon. <laughs> but uh, there is an update. They did actually, uh, since they 
this was posted. Okay. They did find it. Somebody dumped it behind a middle school somewhere. That's I was going to say, that sounds like a senior prank. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which, by the way, uh, yes, I was involved in senior pranks as a high school senior. And yes, we did commit a felony. And yes, I did get in trouble. And yes, I got rolled under the bus. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't the one that broke the law. That was the whole thing. I was not the one that did it, mm-hmm. but I was the ringleader. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, all the rest of them, nothing. Dave, go to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah. Uh, honest, Your Honor. I told them all not to do that. I did. No, I, was, I was like, come on. There's always one, though. There's yes, always there one kid, Mark. It's like... <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and mark just for a second i want to go back to something we were talking about a little while ago um i mentioned that Ladonna had got me to watch an american idol again yes and i haven't watched it in forever um there was a season and tom hanks actually tweeted out because there was a girl her name is pia toscano and i don't remember what season i think it was in the 2011 year spring it was april of 2011 okay I remember it because I remember Tom Hanks tweeting out, how could USA vote Pia off? I may be done for the season. And it was this girl, Pia Toscano. She was beautiful, dark-haired woman, very classy, and just sang beautifully. Yeah. And it was in that top 10, you know, elimination time. And that's where phone calls count, right? Right. And um, so she was voted off. She just had lowest votes. Now, I think since then, okay, because of that, they now have a judge's save mm. where the judges can step in and overrule. You know, now the, they'll hold a contestant for that week. Right. Like, no, yeah, not voting yeah. her off. But the next week, two people go home, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but I, I remember that was just, I think that's the last time I actually watched the show was when wow. that happened. Yeah. Um, you know, actually watched it on a regular basis. And it really was because this girl was just had, she was the whole package. And, uh, I don't remember who else was on the show, you know, whether mm-hmm. that year. Yeah. But uh, I think that might have been one of the last seasons I actually watched. And, wow. Uh, but put it this way, Dax Shepard, the comedian, you know, uh, actor, uh-huh. he wrote, this did not just happen. How? I'm going to do something <laughs> radical. I love you, Pia. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway. Goodness gracious. It's just one of those little weird things, you know, that you look at. And But here's the thing. And, and this is the catch to any game show contestant. You have your 15 minutes. And American Idol is a little more than 15 minutes. You know, mm-hmm, it can last yeah. for the better part of a year. The problem is um, that when you win, like remember Chris Sly was not even the winner of his year on American Idol. Right. And he become one, became one of the most successful mm-hmm. contestants after the show. Yeah. He recorded a couple of Christian albums. Yep. Uh, he did sell, uh, had a couple of hits on Christian radio. Mm. But... That was it. And that's what he was. He used to comment on American Idol after it. Yeah. And he wasn't being mean. Just reality. Yes. That you were on a very popular game show and, you know, you did well. But we can go to Nashville or New York or L.A., wherever you're going to try to be in the music world. You don't really have a leg up. Actually, in some regards, you're actually in the hole mm. because you didn't win. And now everybody in the studio knows you didn't win. You weren't good enough to win that. How, how do you think you're going to make it here when our studio backup singers are better than you? Mm. So anyway, it's just yeah. fascinating. But yeah. that, so and, all these- that and the fact that if you were in what in like in the top group, 
you're you're signing paperwork that doesn't allow you to do anything but work for them on the tour and yeah for a year yeah for a year i think so, until yeah. the next season begins right because once the next season of auditions hit the the air it's like pia who you know that whole thing <laughs> but for me yeah. it was like you know pia toscano it was a shock she was voted off but before the season was over and they had a winner mm. nobody talked about her anymore it's already over wow and so anyway it's just one of those weird little things that happens i think it's an entertaining show yeah. i really do and having watched it again after not watching it for so long, I'm kind of thinking it might be a guilty pleasure to enjoy or not. not. Not sure yet. Not sure. But the way the judges act like, you're so talented, you're going to have a great career. And it's like, really? I can name five. Yeah. You know, come wow. on, really? Wow. Uh, you know, five that have actually had a career after that show. I just, uh, a name just flashed to mind for me, Diana DeGarmo. She, oh, yeah. That was 2000, 2004. Yeah, her yeah. dad was uh, Dana, uh, Eddie DeGarmo. Yeah. Wasn't she born in Pea Ridge, Alabama or something like that? I, I don't remember. I, I remember. Just, I just remember that she was one of, yeah. she was one of the American Idol uh, runner-up. She was the runner-up in the third season. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. Can I have that part of my brain back, please? Nope. It's gone. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show mark just mentioned a, a term i haven't heard in a while jump the shark <laughs> oh, mark yes. oh my goodness no buddy i don't know if i've told you this or uh -oh. not and it just hit me when you said jump Thank the shark you. let me put my seatbelt on hold on no what, mark what? said right before we went on the air talking about are there any network shows you actually do watch it's like right. two you know other most right, of the yeah. watches on you know exactly app, yeah hey, you know just yeah, it's on apps, but, yeah, stuff like that. There's two. He said jump the shark, yeah. and it reminded mm -hmm. me of that. The reason we use the term jump the shark right. when a TV show mm -hmm. has reached its zenith and will not improve anymore, and it's on its, it, that's it. Here's your peak. It's now jump the shark on the way down. Now, it doesn't mean the show's going to be off the air. It could be actually on the air for several years oh, after jumping really the could. shark. Yeah, it's just they run and, out of ideas. They've, they're, there's yeah. nothing original. It's lost It's lost a lot of its entertainment value, but they just keep cranking the shows out because they're making Because people keep watching it. There's advertising money coming, so yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's habitual watching, too. But anyway, yeah. the term jump the shark is around because of Happy Days mm -hmm. and uh, when the Fonz, Henry Winkler, actually did jump the shark, you know, on yeah. skis. Yep. And it was just, you know, anyway, I, it's so weird because during that time period when our, uh, Henry Winkler, you know, the guy's a Yale, he went to Yale drama mm -hmm. school. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a smart guy, very literal and just, so he becomes this character, the fawn, right. <laughs> and it's like, he's nothing like the character on the character. He's kind of rough around the edges. He's the cool guy, but in real life, uh, Henry Winkler, was dork man i yeah. mean he, if he was going to be a superhero it would be mr geek you know and he did movies in the 70s he did a couple of feature films where he starred in them um not an uncommon thing for television actors to right. do during their time off between the series and uh he starred in a movie called heroes and oh, it yeah, was one yeah. of the first movies about uh ptsd and the vietnam war and I encourage you to watch it. It's on yeah. Netflix right now, Mark. It's on okay. other places too, I'm sure. Yeah. Starring Sally Field. But the reason I bring it up is that it, it got a Heroes and Smokey and the Bandit, okay, came out at the same time, right? Okay. Right. Sally Field co stars in both of them. In both of them, they involve a road trip. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, you got to watch this movie. You know, it, Heroes is just, 
Henry Winkler as an actor, you it, yeah. now when you watch it and you realize you don't have the uh, the fawns hanging over yeah. your head, and you're dealing with a guy who actually he's in a mental ward, he's in a mental mm. hospital, right? Yeah, um, in New York City, and mm. he basically escapes. Yeah, um, and uh, he travels cross countries, hooking up with all the guys he was in Vietnam with. Um, they're going to start a worm farm. <laughs> and the thing is Harrison Ford uh, this is at the same time Star Wars was hitting it big yeah. and Harrison Ford got like third billing you know Henry Winkler Sally Field Harrison Ford right. and Harrison Ford plays a guy who comes back uh, from the war and he's built out this Camaro he's always dreamed of made it super so you've got even in Smokey and the Bandit with Sally Field and Burt Reynolds driving the Trans Am in this movie Sally Field and Henry Winkler driving the Camaro that's weird um, it is just <laughs> Watch the movie because, yeah. again, without having the you know, happy days, Henry Winkler or Fonzie right. hanging overhead and realizing the guy as an actor, yeah. the movie has it's got some very powerful stuff in it. So. This reminds me of something I've seen pop up on uh, Facebook a couple of times. You know how they do these things about uh, stars and, you know, it's just the fluff that they throw in from yeah. time to time. And one of those things was about Henry, Henry Winkler back in the day when he's famous for being the Fonz. Right. Hey, you know, he's the cool guy, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the mechanic with the perfect hair, and he yeah. rides the motorcycle, and he's the tough guy hanging yeah. out at the diner. And somebody calls him, some some celebrity calls him up looking for him for some reason, and he answers the phone. And the real Henry Winkler is nothing like the Fonz. Right. It's a character. Right. If anything, he's more like the coach in uh, – in the water boy in real life yeah. it's very soft-spoken you know and he answers the phone and said i'd like to speak with uh, with henry please if this is he and they didn't believe him right. <laughs> so then he realized that he didn't sound like the fawns so he's he says hey oh hey how are you wow <laughs> they thought he was the fawns unbelievable <laughs> welcome but- to hollywood mark and mac mornings only on life radio.fm liferadio.fm it's the uh, mark and mac show and you know mark um three things you didn't know yesterday <laughs> sounds like something that's going to trap me into a world of looking at pictures of child stars you know and what they look like now that's yeah. what it feels like yeah i'm trying I, the order that i've got them listed in here may not be the best order to deliver them so let me think about this okay first okay. up um, researchers say the best age to marry is 26. All right. I have no idea who these researchers are or if they live in the <laughs> Appalachians or not, you know, right. I, yeah. <laughs> but that's what the researchers say. Um, there are only two countries in the world where you cannot buy Coca-Cola. It doesn't exist. What? Coca-Cola. Really? You thought Coca-Cola was everywhere. It is. I did. There are two countries, North Korea. And that makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. And Cuba. Okay. Uh, and, the re- I, <laughs> and I know about Cuba because uh, Fidel Castro said that the Coca-Cola was decadent. Or, yeah. You know, it, just, it was a symbol of Western decadence, and he would okay. not have it in Cuba. So you cannot buy a Coke in Cuba. Well. I know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's enough to make the people revolt, you would think. <laughs> That's why they're making their own boats and rafts and coming to yeah. America. They want Coca-Cola. It, it explains it. I mean, I, why would somebody hop into an inflated inner tube, you know, and <laughs> fight, right, go across yes. shark-infested waters 90 miles? And now we know. Right. And wow. last but certainly not least, 
Blockbuster had a chance to buy Netflix in the year 2000 for $50 yeah. million. Wow. But the CEO of Blockbuster said, eh, I don't think so. Yep. And if you're, well, not if you remember, because I, I watched a documentary on it mm-hmm. and, uh, about business, it was business, big misses or something like right. that. And it, Blockbuster had they seen the future, you know, and thought about it and they came to the party too long about doing everything online, you know? Yeah. But you know, hey, <laughs> blockbuster had a great run. Really did. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen the documentary, the last blockbuster? No, you need to watch it. Ooh. You would really dig it. Yeah. 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 You would list. really like it a yeah. lot. Make a note. Come on. Okay. Right now. All right. Yeah. yeah. What'll I do that? And, <gasps> and the documentary about it, what is it? Atari where they buried. Uh, oh yeah. 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 That one was one. interesting. Yeah. That okay. really was. Yeah. All right. This last blockbuster kind of got dovetails with that. You would okay. like, okay. Just right. throwing it out there. Ah, okay. So now, um, just that I throw this out there, we were talking about American Idol and Pia Toscano a couple moments ago. Well, yes. last hour. <laughs> Is this another <laughs> item you didn't know yesterday? <laughs> yes. It actually is. Mark. Okay. It was 2011, spring of t- 12 years ago. Okay. That's when she was on the show. Yikes. And uh, now 12 years later, and because the world was shocked, you know, that she that thought she, she was a front runner to win that year. Right, yeah. And she didn't. And so... It just, it's one of those things where you look at and go, well, since she did have such a big following and since it was so shocking, she was voted off. One would think that, you know, she has gone on to fame and fortune. So I thought, well, maybe she changed her name, you know, because I haven't heard of anything about her since then. So no, she just, uh, you know, did like 99.9% of the performers on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Went back to, you know, you want fries with that. Yeah. It, I'm just looking it up here. She fi- actually finally put an album out last year. I know. <laughs> wow. Wow. LiveRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. You know, Mark, in my other life where I do uh, some crime reporting and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, I occasionally will watch... Uh, a documentary or a show about crime or, you know, that it just kind of catches your attention. Um, you know, I've said before years ago that if something ever happened to my wife, you know, that <laughs> the, and the police investigated, they would look at the books I own and go, just go ahead and cuff him, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but there was this documentary and it was about this guy who was actually arrested and charged with murder. Um, and I can't re- he, his alibi was, he was at a Dodgers game, right? Mm. When the crime, and, they're like, dude, there were 70,000, you know, however many right, people yeah, were yeah, there, you know, yeah. it's like, you're going to claim you were there. You, you better have a receipt. You better have better proof. <laughs> anyway, he didn't have it. And it, they finally, the, the investigator dug in, believed him and somebody dug into it and they actually found him on camera at Dodger stadium. Wow. That's what saved this guy. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So. Just, and it was at Dodger Stadium at Chavez Ravine, which I've never quite understood why it's called Chavez Ravine because it's at the top of the hill. But anyway, <laughs> I just okay. That, and by the way, do, my my stories about growing up as a child and seeing the Dodger Stadium, you know, from the freeway, and yes. when I was a little kid, thinking that if somebody hit a home run, we, the ball <laughs> yeah. might hit the car, yeah. you know, kind of yeah. like Uncle Rico throwing a football over the mountain. Yeah, kind of that thing. But yeah. that's why the trees were cut down at the Talladega Super Speedway on I twenty. Mm, so you can actually so you can see, it. see. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it, to this day, I think it's an exciting thing to see. To it me, is. It just is really you drive cool. by there and see that it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 if you've never seen something like this, it's hard to describe, 
but when you drive by that place and see that that stadium that place off in the distance that track it's gigantic it's yeah just, it is it's <laughs> so big i mean it's it's got its own ecosystem it's got yeah. its own clouds hanging around it and everything it's just huge <laughs> anyway it is anyway back cool. to la the la dodgers um there, there's this guy he's an la dodgers fan he decides that the way he's going to propose to the woman of his dreams he's going to run out onto the field during opening day uh-huh. He did it last Thursday night and for his efforts got brutally tackled by a security guard while wow. he was attempting a proposal to his girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> but the story did end happily with the news that in spite of a hard hit and a brief detention, she did say yes. Wow. Ricardo Juarez posted a video on social media that showed him running out onto the field and looking for the right spot to get down on one knee. His girlfriend, Ramona Saavedra, did not follow him onto the field at Dodger Stadium, which is probably a good thing. Stadium officials didn't find Juarez's spot for a romantic gesture all gesture all that perfect, and he was absolutely pummeled by a member of team security. If you've seen the video, you know how hilarious it is. They just smeared that man into the ground, wow. and other pile other guards piled on top of him after he got flattened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Saavedra also shared a clip on Instagram, this one showing her, her man being escorted off the field by multiple people with his hands secured behind his back. Wow. But she said yes. Well, <laughs> you know, he in the end, he won. Yes. LifeRadio.fm. The Mark and Mag Show, where every now and again we'll throw out a uh, kind of a public service message okay <laughs> to try to help you and yours have a safe and happy life and uh, when when a five-year-old can use mom's phone oh, wow. okay and i mean can use the phone for doing something other than playing a five-year-old game mm -hmm. but knows how to order stuff right wow. yeah I, you might want to be careful yeah it, it it can bite you in a couple of ways jessica nunez of westport massachusetts said she thought her daughter Lila was playing games on her phone during a recent drive home. She later discovered their daughter had been shopping on Amazon. <laughs> Nunes yeah. discovered Lila had spent $3,922 buying items, including five, count them, five child-sized pink dirt bikes, five wow. child-sized blue dirt bikes, 10 pairs of women's size seven cowgirl boots, and a battery-powered wow. child-sized jeep wow mom says she was able to cancel the orders for the boots and half of the dirt bikes but the remaining motorcycles and the jeep later arrived at her home the mother said she does not know how lila managed to find the items on amazon but her daughter had motorcycles on the mind since the day before she placed the order she says there was an older boy with a bike and lila was devastated because she was too young to ride it i don't know how she found this exact item she said Lila was perfectly open about it, like open about why she went on her shopping spree. She said, I just wanted it and I got it. There you go. <laughs> Ms. Nunes said she's in the process of having the items returned. She said she's using the incident as a teachable moment. Quote, uh -huh. I did tell her that maybe if she acts right, she behaves and she does some chores around the house that we, that we can get her a bike that's more geared toward her age range. A little slower, maybe. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Ay, 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 man. First, why do you hand a child something that's going to cost you $1,000 to replace if they drop it out the window of the car? Why? Yeah. 
And second, I think you got it coming to you. She orders four grand <laughs> worth of stuff. You should have learned a lesson. And that's, yes, it's a teachable moment. Don't give your child the phone. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. You know, Mark, you know, I've never really talked about traveling as a young person. I know you've done a number of cruises and things like that, but yeah. when you were younger, you and Jane, you know, the young couple and all that, did y'all do like a lot of traveling on vacation time? Um, no, because the, the, the farthest we could afford to travel was right. probably to the mall. You okay. know, that was about it. <laughs> well, see, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, you know, traveling it's like when you have the energy and the, you know, you don't have the money. Mm -hmm. And then when you have the money, you don't have the energy, you know, (laughs) but that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. But But I see California 18 year old did this whole thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I see, I see this happen from time to time. And I wonder where the money came from because it's, it's not cheap. You can, okay. You can travel on the cheap because there are people who have done the backpacking thing, you know, where they just travel all over the place. And, uh, I, I follow a couple on YouTube that started off their YouTube channel on a budget living out of their backpacks on $75 a day. And that's what they did. They traveled, they traveled all over Asia. They traveled a lot of the world on $75 a day. And that means, that means traveling in, uh, on trains and buses with livestock and things like that. You know, that's, just the reality of that lifestyle, but there are people that do it, you know? Yes. I said trains and buses with livestock. Okay. Yes. Love it. Pardon me. Could you move your chicken? I'm trying to, you know, but, but a California teenager celebrated his 18th year by becoming the world's youngest person to visit every country in Europe. And you know what that means? Yep. He's won it. What is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamb. Rio Matsuoka started his European tour on his 18th birthday in Iceland and finished 101 days in 44 countries later in Malta. Uh, he says, it was a real coincidence that I decided to attempt this world record. I was telling my family that I'd like to travel to Europe after I graduated high school. And while doing some research, I remembered that someone had beaten the world record for the youngest person to visit every country in the world. I realized I could do something similar with Europe and found out the op- I had the opportunity to do so. Matsuoka says he used trains to reach most Western Europe countries and buses to visit Eastern European nations. He said he only took planes a couple of times to visit Britain and Russia. Matsuoka, who is now working as a volunteer for multiple nonprofits in Ukraine, said he plans to take on more world records in the future. Okay. Fascinating, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I would... You know, I look at these people who do this kind of stuff and they travel all over the place. And, and I think, you know, had that been an option at some point in life, Mm -hmm. I might have done it earlier, not now, because now for me to be able to do something like that, you're going to have to put me in one of these buses (laughs) that are converted into a motor home (laughs) because I don't want to rough it like that. No. Right. Mm -mm. I was looking at that thinking, you know, well, I see people doing things at an at a younger age, you know, and I think, what was I doing then? You know, and it's like, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I think? I well, I know why, but bottom line is, if you're young or you have somebody young in your world, encourage them Mm. to do things. You know, yeah, just encourage them to do things. So many kids, they just want to get out of high school and just get a job in their own place, and it's like, I get it. That's all cool, Mm -hmm. but 
you know, when you're young and you can get by on eating worms, you know, then <laughs> that's the time to do it. You know. Well, I just realized, I just remembered why I didn't do that when I graduated high school. I couldn't get right. off work at Wendy's. LifeRadio.fm. Ye old Mark and Mac show. Just kind of along. <laughs> Singing a song. <laughs> so, Mark, California firefighters mm-hmm. rescue a dog. And it reminds me of the movie. Um, oh, wait. Dave, come on, man. <laughs> Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Um, w. McGuire. Barney was in it. He's a TV repairman. Okay. Pleasantville. Oh, wow. yeah. There we go. Sorry. If you haven't seen that movie, you know, interesting movie, yeah, I yeah. thought. But it, the thing that I remember, though, is that um, because that Pleasantville is a TV show, and now he's living in the TV show, mm. and the firemen, they don't ever put out a fire or anything because, <laughs> They're well, rescuing cats. Yes. Yeah. they. And so when there is a fire, tell me McGuire screaming, fire, fire, help, fire. And they look at him like, the firemen, you know, look at him, like, what? And so Toby goes, oh, wait a minute. Cat. <laughs> And they take off, you know? Yes. All right. So you got your California firefighters. Yep. And uh, they came to the rescue of a small dog. It had climbed into the engine or the engine compartment of a car, got stuck in there. The Lodi Fire Department said a couple stopped to try to catch a dog they spotted running loose on a busy street. But the spooked canine uh, fled Mm -hmm. under their vehicle and climbed up into the engine compartment. Uh, the department said in an Instagram post, crews used jacks and stabilization devices to secure the vehicle and then dismantled part of the engine until they were able to free the dog. The dog was taken back to Station 1 for a bath before being transferred to Lodi Animal Services. <laughs> that was one greasy pup. The uh, department said the dog is now at the city's shelter waiting to be claimed by an owner. Wow. <laughs> I just... I. I my third my first thought is wasn't it hot i mean yeah i mean come on and did the fire department put the car back together (laughs) this sounds like a job for mark congleton (laughs) life radio.fm the mark and mac show and Every now and again, Mark, uh, I will be watching something on YouTube. You know, it'll be work-related. And, you know, if you don't stop right then, you know, with the work-related product, you end up with next next stuff that actually... Oh, yeah. It'll hook you in. Mm -hmm. Or it does me. And next thing you know, you're you're watching, you know, uh, a glitch in the Matrix, you know? (laughs) And you're going, why why is uh, Al Roker just staring at the camera and not saying anything. And it's been 90 seconds and he hasn't moved. And then there's all you, and you're going, wait a minute, what happened there? You know, I mean, there are a lot of things like that where you're going, well, wait a minute, back up, explain this. Yeah. Um, this is kind of one of those types of stories. Surprises unearthed in 90 year old San Francisco time capsule. Yeah. That is something, if it was on YouTube, I would watch that. Yeah. And it's also something you don't hear about being done anymore. There used right. to be a thing where the, we would bury time capsules with things that were going on in our, in our, you know, in the current history of the, of, uh, of our society. Yeah. We'd bury it would, things. It would happen like at a marker, like um, yeah. when Sony pictures finished construction on their studio in Southern California back in the day. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, that was it, it. They bought Columbia TriStar and all that. Right. And Sony, you know, they did a remodel of everything 
And the day that they finished, they did a time capsule mm -hmm. and they put in like the headline variety magazine or whatever Hollywood yeah. thing. Yeah. And it, and the thing is the head, the day they buried the time capsule was the day they announced that Peter Goober had, you know, destroyed the company financially <laughs> and they had to write off all this debt. That was what went in that time. Oh, capsule. that's so, awesome. Yeah. And in a lot anyway. of places they'll stick one, like in the corner, uh, you know, some corner of a building, they'll leave a space right. and they'll, they'll have a big ceremony and they'll put all this stuff in a box and lock it all right. up and seal it in behind the, the, the granite blocks that build up this mm -hmm. corner of a building, you know, well, there was a time capsule buried on San Francisco's highest peak. And they unearthed, unearthed it and opened it 90 years after it had been buried. And the box turned out to contain lots of surprises. Mayor London Breeds and about uh, 250 other ex, uh, spectators attended the event Saturday, which saw the San Francisco Historical Society examining the contents of the time capsule removed after 90 years from its concrete bed at the 103-foot Mount Davidson Cross. The Historical Society said news reports from 1933 listed only a small handful of items inside the box, including water from the River Jordan, rocks from the Garden of Gethsemane in Jerusalem, wow. local newspapers, and city directories. Wow, what a different time that was, right? Yeah. You can, can you imagine San Francisco doing anything that had anything to do with people of faith today? Mm -mm. Officials opened the copper box with a power tool, and were surprised to discover more than 30 items, including a preserved olive, olive, <clears throat> olive branch, that's the word, from Jerusalem, wow. and a 1933 Bay Area phone book. Wow. What's a phone book? Officials <laughs> said all of the items were remarkably well-preserved. The unboxing had to be moved to an indoor venue because of high winds. Officials said they, didn't, they had not yet found that River Jordan water or the Jerusalem stones, but they could still be inside the box. The San Francisco Historical Society said the items from the capsule will eventually go on display in its museum. The group said a new time capsule will be buried in the same spot. But, you know, I think they should bury, like, they should put a video or something of this unveiling, yeah, you know, yeah. 90 years later. And that way it would continue on. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty amazing. But you're right. Anything with people of faith, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, in that area of the world, not something one would expect. And when it said San Francisco Historical Society, the first time I read it, it was San Francisco Hysterical Society. <laughs> letting you know. I thought, well, this could be cool. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. Mark, you know, when we were talking about the... Uh, uh, Historical Society, mm -hmm. San Francisco, yeah. and the 90-year-old uh, time capsule, right. which you're like, why, why couldn't they just waited 10 years? Mm -hmm. uh, you know. But anyway, it, I was thinking about you know the things that people have seen, you know, that they've saved. Like this is one of those interesting, you know, time capsules that they actually unearthed. A lot of times now, people will they're doing construction on a building and yeah. they'll find a time capsule, right, but yeah. you know. They it was buried in 1920 something and they didn't know it was there because yeah. the, everybody died off and nobody remembered to pass this info along. Right. Yeah. Those are kind of interesting. But um, the other day on uh, YouTube and it was one of those moments where, again, I was working on something and it kept cycling through mm -hmm. and uh, it came to a it was a video of uh, strangest things found on Earth. Ooh. And it was uh, a voodoo doll or something like that that washed ashore in uh, in Florida on uh, the South Beach. And, okay. Uh, and they had this video of it. And it was like a doll made out of um, coconut shells. And it had like 
human teeth in the mouth. Okay. okay. The mouth was just like a, a a hole in one of the coconuts. There's two coconuts put together, and uh-huh. they like anyway. But it had real human teeth in that thing. Okay. It was a it was a scary looking doll. Okay. Ooh. Um, snake skin was used to patch areas on the coconut that were bad, okay. and it was old. But anyway, it just floated up on the beach, man. And this guy, you know, he 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 took pictures with it, and all the locals, um, they were like, "You got to throw that back in the ocean, man. You don't want that, you know." <laughs> and anyway, all I could think of was I'm watching that, and like, okay, first of all, if I saw something that freaky, okay, yeah, I. I don't know what I would do with it, but picking it up kind of ranks 10th, you know, (laughs) and, but then I thought, wait a minute, this could have been a message in a bottle. Maybe there's a message inside, you know, they threw away their trash. Did you say a message in a bottle? I did. Message in a bottle. (laughs) I hope that someone gets my, I hope that someone gets my. A nonprofit doing a beach survey in Texas found a message in a bottle that had been launched by a vacationer in Jamaica several months earlier. The Mission Aransas Reserve, composed of scientists and educational professionals who study the coast and waters of the Texas coastal bend, said in a Facebook post that researchers conducting a beach survey along the Texas Padre Island National Seashore found two messages in bottles last week. The first to be detailed was written by Maddie Whalen, a recent high school grad from Kansas City, Missouri. The later the letter dated June 13th of 2022 said Whalen was vacationing in Jamaica with two friends when she launched the bottle. Quote, I wish I had some good secrets or something to share, but I really don't. I wonder where this letter will end up. Well, clearly mm-hmm. she's not getting any uh, career in creative writing because I mean, come <laughs> on. The Mission Aransas Reserve said details of the second message in the bottle will be shared on Facebook later in the week. Ooh, uh-huh. another story. Yay. Wow. But I, I, do you is that all you've got i mean yeah. i wish i had some good secrets or something to share but i really don't i wonder where this letter will end up well I'm, it didn't travel far yeah. it's only been it hadn't even been a year yeah i mean yeah. there's a lot of bad in this story you know yeah but mm. again if you're gonna throw your trash in the ocean don't put your name on it okay <laughs> yeah especially if you can't come up with anything but that you could have made something up <laughs> LiveRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. Mark, did you used to have a Roomba that messed with uh, Reverend Flash? <laughs> or was that just one of those things I thought happened? That would, uh, I, I do have a Roomba, and actually I have more than one Roomba. One do you of, really? Yeah, I bought, an, I bought a second one not long ago. At, at, at the, the thrift, thrift store? store? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because I thought, ooh, wow. And Mike and I both looked at it, and Mike knows, Mike knows a lot more about Roombas than I do. And, Mike uh, knows a lot about everything. Yeah, that's true. But uh, so I grabbed this one thinking, well, this would be, it, this one is newer and it has mm-hmm. more features. It does. I think I'll grab this one and, and replace the other one. Well, I got it home and it didn't, it didn't work. And mm-hmm. then uh, I looked up, mm-hmm. it, it, it gives you a code on this little display, right? So I went and looked that up and uh, it tells, it tells you what's wrong and says, oh, this is an easy repair you can do yourself. Okay. And so I did the repair and it didn't fix the problem. And so I, re- I, re- I said, well, that was like $7. Okay. 
<laughs> I just kind of filed it because right. it's gone. But I do have a Roomba, and uh, I don't think Flash ever saw it, but Kimber didn't like it at okay. all. Kimber really? Just, no. No. See, I would start the Roomba up, and she'd say, if you need me, I'll be way over here, you know? <laughs> wow. Well, I just figured you had them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. just because it seems like something that has Mark written all over it, a robot, yeah. to, you yeah. know, to vacuum. I mean, yeah. good grief, man. Yeah. Well, and there are people who use them at their business. When you think about it, if you've got a business and, and hardwood floors or, or tile yeah. floors or whatever, and you want to keep them kind of clean, you mm-hmm. just start that thing when you leave in the evening and then in the morning you come back and everything's pretty much cleaned up and you just empty the little, the little Roomba and you're done. Well, Jenny, a, a business owner named Jenny <laughs> Gwen. It's actually pronounced Gwen. Gwen. Okay. Yes. Well, it's not. It's not spelled that way. Trust me. N G U Y E N. Actually Gwen. pronounced Gwen. Yeah. Okay. Jenny yeah. Gwen was not thinking about anything but enjoying some fresh air on Monday, April third, when she propped open the front door of her AJ Nails and Spa business. A little later in the afternoon, she realized her Roomba, the autonomous robot vacuum, had exited the building. And was nowhere to be found in the immediate area. She says, we opened the door and realized later the vacuum was missing. I thought it must have just gone out the front door. Her friend Lindsay Melton posted about the escaped vacuum on Facebook and asked residents to be on the lookout for the round white Roomba in the area. <laughs> Early that evening, a resident noticed the vacuum nearby. She had seen the <laughs> Facebook post and returned it to the front of AJ Nails and Spa, even though it was closed at the time. The little wandering Roomba was taken to Melton's home where it dried out from being outdoors in the rain. She says, <laughs> she says, hopefully it'll be okay. And the story has a happy ending. She said at first, she wasn't sure the vacuum was in working order and it did require a bit of maintenance to get it functioning at full capacity. She said it was covered in dirt with wood chips and twigs falling out of it. So I towel dried it and left it in my basement overnight with two dehumidifiers. At first wow. it was spitting dirt and wood chips everywhere. So it had to be cleaned out. And then it was good as new. Wow. So the little robot wandered out the front door and off down the block around the corner or wherever and was, wow. was cleaning up leaves and dirt and twigs and stuff. Dude, this is a commercial for the Roomba. That's it, what this is. It really is. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.